Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. John here with another lore injection for your ear holes. And boy, do I have such wonderful, wonderful things to tell you. Apologies ahead of time for those eating meals during their pod time. Just stick with me for the next few minutes. Put the fork down and imagine. Imagine the worst agony that one or many can suffer and consider. That there's a whole population of creatures who ache to show you just how small you're thinking. If you've been paying any kind of attention in our current season, you've likely guessed just who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the academics of anguish, the emissaries of extremes, the maliciously modified purveyors of pain. I present to you the Velstrak. I had way too much fun with the alliteration, but... Let's get down to it. So, the Velstraks, also known as Chitons, Flesh Weavers, or Apostles in Chains, are a race of fiends notorious for their unrivaled cruelty and complete absence of moralities. They are philosophers and scientists unburdened by any notion of ethics or taboo. These fanatics are motivated by the concept of self-perfection through sadomasochism, mutilating themselves and undergoing constant augmentation in a grotesque metamorphosis into their ideal forms. And they're more than eager to guide others to this higher state of being. Understand here that a simple augmentation addiction doesn't qualify you as a Velstrak. It requires an intimate understanding of the nine truths, which are tenets of philosophy discovered through pain. What's unique here is that most Velstraks are created rather than born, meaning that they were originally from a variety of humanoids before undergoing the transformation, whereas the earliest Velstraks originated from hell and fled to the shadow plane before devils conquered it. That's right, Velstrax are not actually Shadow Plane natives, even though they are now denizens of the plane as well as others. Scattered across various planets, mainly in the Shadow and Material Planes, Velstrax exhibit highly individualistic traits and can be found working alone, pursuing their own personal evolution to perfection. That being said, those that do gather have a tendency to form small-scale hierarchies and form a monastery around any powerful creatures who know something Velstrax might want to learn. Those that receive this attention are not even required to be Velstrax themselves. Such entities include the god Zan Kuthan, whose teachings are compatible with these cruel fiends' pursuit of enlightenment through suffering. The transformation into a Velstrak is brutal, often fatal, and always involves invasive surgeries, breaking and reforming the framework, and unparalleled anguish to the mind, body, and soul. What makes this worse is that Velstraks are in a sense immortal. Centuries can go by as it continues its transformation, excising parts and grafting new parts onto itself, repeating the process until perfection is finally achieved. But... There is no end to the transformation when perfection is the goal. It's not uncommon for Velstrax to have grafts that serve no practical purpose from a mortal perspective. That being said, Velstrax relish technology in all of its forms. Of course, due to its similar approach to perfection, as well as its potency in delivering pain. This makes Verses a very suitable planet to inhabit, with the natives' fascination with self-improvement through augmentation, even so far as living in the cold and inhospitable region aptly named Darkseid. 
Another tidbit that's interesting is that Velstrax discovered spaceflight long ago, with engines able to traverse both the material plane and the shadow plane. The starships they've constructed to traverse the planes can range from spacefaring monasteries or harvest vessels in pursuit of revelations, victims, or both. So, next time you pick up a distress call from an immobilized starship orbiting around a dense gas giant, avoid it at all costs. Otherwise, you too could be their next victims. With that, folks, I'd like to thank you as you're all what makes this worth doing. So sit back and listen, since where we're going, you won't need eyes to see. In episode 141, it's my shadow party, and I can scry if I want to. So I was reading today, or I saw, I guess, on my Twitter feed, whatever, that they are making another Home Alone movie. Now, yeah. first of all, before we get into that, how many Home Alone movies do you guys think exist? No Googling. How many so do you think three. currently exist? One right? I remember as a kid were three. I'm going to yeah. guess eight. I believe it's uh, eight. Eight? You guys Five. both are... You're making me look it Five. up now because you're you're way too confident. Look, I'm thinking made for TV like movies. I feel like it's something horrible, like something horrible, like I, eight. Like mm. <laughs> uh, there, there are, I think four. Oh, that's still too many. Because there's yeah, there's no, and then we have some straight to DVD releases. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. That's so what I was referring cool. to. Also. There's four. There's four Home Alones, and then there's Home Alone Holiday Heist, okay. which is like a like a short. So five. So five, and then they're re they're doing another one, and okay. this one is the guy that played Buzz. Uh huh. The- He's a cop in the in the new one that's coming out. Uh, it's, it's not it's not about the McAllisters. It's a different family, but it's basically the same plot. Um, I, I I can't remember who it was, but after the popularity of Shit's Creek, somebody was like, they need they need to make a new Home Alone, but it's that uh, Macaulay Culkin's character is married to um, the son from Shit's Creek, and it, <laughs> and and it's you know the the mom on Shit's Creek was the mom in Home Alone, right? Yeah. And and it's the the twist is it's her that gets Home Alone, and she's hunting down the. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. Criminals. That, I'd yeah, watch. I've like, also seen I would thing watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Where it's like petition to remake Home Alone starring 40-year-old Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, <laughs> the child, and right. just and nobody, just never igno- say yeah, nobody yeah. acknowledges that he's a 40-year-old man. <laughs> I want to sign that. Send it to me. I would me. watch that, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I, I'd rather I prob- watch that than whatever it is they're coming <laughs> yeah, up with I, now. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't anticipate watching uh, the new movie. I will say, I really do love the first two Home Alone movies. Oh. I think yes. they're yeah. great, <laughs> great movies. Those are the best. I mean, they're a lot of fun. Um, 
the the real reason I bring this up is because those movies are full of traps, right? Oh. And, and you know, we just got through a dungeon that had a bunch of traps. And so I wanted what what was your like favorite trap in Home Alone? Ooh. Um I'm going to say the hot doorknob. That was hot a good door one. Knobs hot classic. doorknob's classic. Yeah. Yeah. I think just because it's as brutal as it is, the, the nails in the stairs. That's after what I was thinking. Take their shoes yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, that's what, yeah. I was with say the, too. what was it? Yeah. Tar that made him take yeah. their shoes uh-huh. off, or like yeah. a yeah. rat trap or something. Yeah. Like yeah. for just a moment, can we appreciate like the real twisted mind of Kevin McAllister? Oh, he's like a psychopath. A, ch- a child <laughs> came up with this. <laughs> but no, really, the best trap is the one where he's got the uh, the audio playing from that old movie. Lead the change, you filthy animal. You filthy yeah. animal. Yeah. I, so, so I I'm sorry, I just have to say this. I quote all the time to Matthew, like when he does something or he scares me or whatever, I say, Look what you did, you little jerk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear that a lot at Christmas. Hey, I, yeah. Did you guys yeah, know that it is actually illegal to booby trap your home? I mean, <laughs> no, I don't see why not. Yeah, so there's like a real like case precedent. I can't remember when it happened. It was a while back. But essentially, uh, this couple inherited one of their parents, like like the husband's, uh, his wife's mother's house or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they had a bunch of antiques in the house, but they didn't live in the house. The house was kind of rural. And people kept breaking into the house and stealing stuff out of the house because it wasn't really occupied, right? Mm-hmm. So the husband gets tired of this and he sets up a booby trap in like a bedroom. He placed like a shotgun on the ground, essentially rigged it up to where when someone opened the door, it would just like blow your fucking mm-hmm. ankles off or whatever. Scatter shot. Yep. And, oh, God. It, and somebody opened the door and got their shit blown up and then sued sued the couple who owned the house and won, which set the legal precedent, you what? are not allowed to booby trap your home. That's, yeah, you can, oh, you can go to jail. I thought you said you, you could allowed. do Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. I said you are not allowed to booby trap. Uh, uh, okay, okay. I don't think Illegal, that's what you said, but okay. that's what you meant to say. Check well, the tape. Find that Check the bullshit. tape. Check the tape. Yeah. <laughs> I will booby trap my house yeah. if I want to booby trap my house. You well, can, when, but if somebody, like, if a thief breaks in and gets their ankles blown off by your booby trap shotgun, they can fucking sue you. Yeah. They can try. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Um, so back to Home Alone. <laughs> um, so but, keep in mind, though, Kevin McAllister was like seven in the first movie and like eight or ten in the second. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's my thoughts on the, those two movies. I don't even talk about the other ones. <laughs> but like the first movie had like the better booby trap sequence. Mm-hmm. I think than the second movie, but the mm-hmm. second movie, I enjoyed more the story more. Tim like Curry. I loved him being in New York City, yeah, with Tim Curry and everything like that, and like I liked the Bird Lady and everything. So, but like I find I found that the the booby trap sequence was just didn't it wasn't as good. And it's like, well, I, it just ramped it up to a point that. I mean, the first one was already hard to suspend your disbelief that these people aren't in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of it. But like the the second one, like we're talking like whole <laughs> whole flats of bricks fell on them. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like they they should be dead and impaled and all that. And I don't I know. I would it was just like give a, up. 
Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But anyways, good luck, Home Alone 2022. <laughs> you got a lot to live up to. Some you know? kind of shoes I, to fill. I always, the brick is super brutal, but my first thought is always the full paint buckets rigged oh, yeah. from the top yeah. of the oh. stairs, smacking yeah, them right just, in the face. Yeah. Because I used to have to paint a lot. My, my grandma was a real estate agent, so I had I did a lot of painting. I know how heavy those buckets are. It's like, no, you are uh-huh. dead, my man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, from right. the second floor, like, pendulum style, get smacked right. in the face with a, a you know, two, three-gallon <laughs> paint bucket. Like, yeah. Oh shit! Oh, more so. Oh, yeah. The that that next one is a straight to direct to DVD sequel. Comes out December first, so like it's right around the corner. Is it really? That's the one with uh, Ellie Kemper in it. That's just a quick Google about it. Yeah, it says that's December first, twenty twenty one. In England, set in England, I think it's straight to DVD. Yeah. Huh. They still well, DVDs. I'm sure it's gonna suck big time. <laughs> I mean, home sweet nothing home alone. even comes straight to... It's like maybe straight to Netflix. Or straight something. to streaming, yeah. It's not yeah. good enough for that. That's, <laughs> that's a That's a low bar, dude. That's, that's an absolute... I know, I know. Have you guys seen Jiu-Jitsu? I'm just saying. <laughs> they made that movie just to use up uh, all the blank DVDs. You <laughs> 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 like the dust in the, in the warehouses? <laughs> Right, right. Oh, uh, no, I was wrong. It got pushed up November 12th. So it's like less than a month already, away. They've already finished it. They've yeah. already finished it. Wow. It'll be on Disney Plus. So if you want to see that. <laughs> that level of brutality and enjoy yourself, just watch Squid Game. Yeah. 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 I yeah. still haven't, but I'm I know none I'm of you have, and I'm so disappointed in you. I you have, have just, We I haven't talked about it, have. but we, I have. I, I'm we not need done to hang out. I'm going to start sending you. I'm gonna start sending you so many memes. Hey Heath, we should we should be friends, huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe one maybe. day. Maybe. <laughs> gotta work we, up to we it. We literally yeah. just got done playing Final Fantasy together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, speaking of playing together, I'll take that where I can. You know, uh, we're, we got a game to play here together, and this is the the beginning of the end of the. Uh, Temple sequence, you know. I hope you guys have had a good time with this little side jaunt. <laughs> I thought you were um, gonna get stuck in a loop. <laughs> the beginning <laughs> of the end of the beginning the of the beginning end. of the end of the uh yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed playing with these other characters so far. I, I think it's it's been a good time from my end anyways. Um and we we ended last episode with Mordrin stepping into the final circle uh, of the ninth truth. And while all the other ones had been kind of just metaphorical type experiences, uh, this one had a was pretty big, pretty big doozy. Um, Mordrin was immediately corrupted to the eighth stage of corruption and gained four manifestations. Uh, basically, all the ones that leads him right to, if he dies, he will become a Velstrak. That's the situation. Uh, here's the thing that we didn't talk about at the end of the last episode is Tenno was holding his hand while this happened. Uh, but she's cool. She's super cool. She's. Cool. I mean, she is really cool, but she's also got stage one corruption. I didn't agree to that. All, in, all in all, that's not that's, too bad. You yeah, know? It's, not, it's yeah. not terrible. You know, it could be worse. Could be worse. You know what, Adam? I'll allow it. You'll allow it. Right. <laughs> Go ahead and put that on your sheet. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll uh, so you do bit. have stage one corruption, and you are aware of it. You felt it, but you know, stage one, you're still okay. You know, you don't have any manifestation, but you felt. What I will say is that you felt the power of the Shadow Queen. You know, mm. and and you know, I'm not going to tell you how Tenna feels about it, but I, what I will say is that you become very aware of what this temple actually is who it was serving until very recently, you know, and that Velstrax or not, this was a center for the shadow queen, you know, and that, that same, that same corruption that leaked out of the obelisk back at the enclave, you, you get your first real taste of it here. So, It's kind of like, I guess, what she was hoping would be along this this little journey. She knows now it's like fully corrupted. There is no, no, no Kuthite, no true Kuthite, or in her mind, what a true Kuthite uh, doctrine would be in here. I mean, it it is. In the sense that this is very much what the Velstrat codes are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But like, you you realize that all of this is being powered by this Shadow Queen, like okay. all, all you know what I mean. So like, there's Velstrats in other parts of the world that would share the same truths, but they they may or may not be drawing their power from Zonkuthan. They might draw power directly just from the evil and pain. Like, Velstract is its own thing that often overlaps with Zonkuthan because of the pain thing, and, like, you know, they do share a lot of the same type of deals. But not all Velstract are worshippers of Zonkuthan, and not all worshippers of Zonkuthan are Velstracts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's just a big overlap. (laughs) What you do realize is that this particular temple, like, it just kind of snaps into to place that this temple has been used to further the shadow queen's agenda and that this is definitely where that shadow corruption was coming from you know gotcha those tracks in new york are are corrupted by the true lord of pain kevin McAllister. (laughs) oh my god jesus christ I mean that's pretty good. Or, you know. uh, uh, hey, hey, Heath, I'll allow it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so Everybody yeah, but like, one. yeah, yeah. So as far as the action goes, Mordren, you you come to um, fully aware of of the power that you've just been given, standing there holding Tina's hand, uh, and we have Gloombot and Zeno watching now i will say that the physical appearance of mordrin has changed you know Go oh on. yeah how yeah, could how it so? not oh <laughs> uh, yeah well okay so i did mention it last time but he's got like his uh his he's withered some you know you can see his veins through his skin um they're like the cuticles of his fingernails are bleeding but like not profusely they just he just kind of has some open spaces on his body now you know like 
everything kind of pulled back tight and some some of that skin cracked in various places, you know? Gross. Yeah, it's not great. Super gross. It's not great. (laughs) Maldron, have you considered moisturizing? I hear you (laughs) organics do that. Uh, just gonna ignore that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tenna would kind of like still holding his hand, I imagine, would sort of tug a little bit, uh, and say, Aldrin, are you alright? Like, taking in his physical situation, but just wanting to hear some kind of confirmation for him. Yeah, and I mean, I think... He's got just like a thousand yard stare. Like he's seen into some beyond that. The heart of darkness. The the heart (laughs) of darkness, truly. Um, But I mean, seriously, like eight levels of corruption, like, you know, whatever he experienced is. Even he, who is someone who would be kind of acquainted with weird, like, planar, you know, dream related kind of horrible stuff and it's more than he ever could have fathomed you know what he just experienced so i think it takes a minute like he's look, probably looking you right in the eyes with this with this completely black eyes and you just get nothing out of him for a solid like 10 seconds and then just a shuddering just <gasps> dear god I'm here. I'm I I'm I'm alive. I'm alive. Yes. I will say that despite how you look, you feel more alive than you've ever felt before. You know, like you you, you connected to your ninth truth as it as it is in that like you saw you saw kind of your full potential in that moment, you know? And, um, so while it's definitely disorienting, I I wouldn't say that you feel like sick or ill, you know, that like you, you feel like super alive. I'm, I'm struck by a scene. Have any of you ever seen, um, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? Yes. No. Uh, it's a trippy ass movie. It's It's a great movie. Last movie. He, you know, Heath Ledger made like he died while filming that and the dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it's way trippier than the dark Knight. but <laughs> there's a moment where he like, he falls out of the sky somehow and lands and should have died. But when his head comes up out of the mud, he's a different actor. He's Ewan McGregor. Huh? And, uh, I believe it's Ewan McGregor, <clears throat> but I've always the image of that moment when he like hit the ground and then came up, like his head came up it was such a brief, like fleeting, but amazing piece of acting because his face just went from abject terror to sheer ecstasy back to terror within like two seconds and then back to like, you know, oh my God, I'm alive and this is a beautiful experience. And I think that's kind of like where Morgan was in those moments is like overwhelmed by fear and then the ecstasy and the the power of this experience is like he's giddy you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he when he comes back to it you know and and uh as he's looking at Tenna 
you know, I think she sees those emotions play on his face and then finally turn into a a really probably kind of sickening smile. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, are you... You're good to go on, then we should track back in. We've yeah. done all we can here. Yeah, he, he like, pats your hand, like, very, almost jovially, and says, Yes, yes, I'm, I apologize, my dear. I, I, I'm fine to go on. I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fell stressed. Oh. <laughs> you proud of Everybody that one? Everybody gets one. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's mine. I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah. It's allowed. Um, okay, well... But yes, let let us not linger here. Let's... Let us move on and do what we came here to do. Yeah, Tenet would step back and sort of, like, let her hand slide out of his and... Like, kind of step away from him and move towards the hall. Before you move out... Uh uh, Did you activate that ability crystal? Yes... You sure? Because that's a plus four to one of your main stats. We want to make sure that you have that in there. Oh, you know? I thought you meant there was going to be something that bad happened with it. Because, um, yes, well, I, did, corrupted. I did. I, I did do that. Did. Uh, what what ability did you put it towards? Um, Let me make sure, because I thought it was... I thought it went to strength. Uh, Gloombot yeah. Xena, it was strength? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Gloombot Xena, did you have any responses to... So that, or are you going to follow Tina out? Zeno is just kind of kicking it back in the back, um, back in the hallway. Um, this is well, shadow magic is not something that he is too familiar with. I mean, he's been kind of just like watching it unfold, and this is not really any less ordinary than the first time when they stepped into a prism, at least from his perspective. Again, he's looking at it from behind, you know? He didn't Mm -hmm. see any of these micro-expressions that took place, you know, or, you know, he just saw pretty much a level-up cinematic, if you will, you know? (laughs) Um, So for him, it's just uh, he's kind of gauging everybody else's responses or reactions to this and so um he is going to be the last one to leave and he's probably just going to keep eyes on mordrin antenna as they file in past him into the hallway you know all right yeah and i I think mordrin for after you know tenno walks off probably a little bit weirded out i mean he's literally just like looking at himself like looking at his hands and and noticing the differences in his you know physiology and you know it's kind of absorbed in that like he's not like eyeballing any of you guys he's kind of coming to grips with the reality of who he is now he's tripping and looking at his hands like what kind of <laughs> kind of yeah uh, and and to correct myself it was Jude Law not you and McGregor who had such okay. a oh. great performance in that movie those Agreed. two, you know, you could, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> might as well be twins, you know. Uh, yeah, 
Um, all right. Well, I guess Hard you guys disagree, can, but yeah, you can make your way back to the teleportation room where uh, Trelax has been patiently well, <laughs> waiting for I you. I would say at this point, uh, Trelax is not patiently waiting. He's sort of like pacing a little bit, you know, okay, and around the door, <laughs> kind of just like with his head down. But, um, you know, when he sees. Has everybody come out together, or is just ten? Yeah, out? I think I, I think they're all in it. I would say that Gloombot, since he's been giving updates to Trelax, anyways, is giving an update to him as he sees everybody funneling into the hallway, heading back. Mm-hmm. He says, "Hey, uh, I don't know if you're getting these or not, but <laughs> well, we're on our way back. We'll see you in a sec. If you're still there and you know not dead, did you give me a text? I will say." <laughs> When, when, sees, when he sees the group emerge down the stairs, would Mordrin's differences be, like, immediately noticeable? I mean, you can roll a perception check, but, like, if he... I mean, just to spot it from a distance, but yeah. if he gets within 10 feet of you, you would definitely be able to see it. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's probably pretty good. Um, 25? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when he sees that, like, like he certainly will focus in, you know, on on Mordrin's appearance for a while and kind of like screw up his face a little bit, like you know, squint and and kind of furrow his brows for a second. But then he'll he'll turn to Tinnaval and, and sort of like kind of make his way over to her and be like, Tinna, you you are all right. This is I'm sorry. Uh, this. This place, their their beliefs, they have caused us great harm, and I lashed out. I apologize. Tina would kind of, like, nod, and, you know, she's... The, the whole way back, she would have kind of, like, put herself sort of ahead of Mordrin, trying to... She's a little weirded out by that situation, um... And hearing, <laughs> you're welcome. A little, a little. Um, saw what could have been her, you know. Um, and to hear Trelex say that, she's sort of like a little bit of extra weight she's had on her shoulders after seeing Morgan's transformation. She sort of relaxes a little bit, and she's just like, "No, Rosa, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I was too." Forceful. I I let my devotions cloud my judgment, and uh, this this place is not as I hoped it was. It's this tainted, and she kind of whispers that closer to uh, Trelex, and her eyes flick back to where Mordrin is. She says, "We need to." We need to get out of here. We need to to finish our job. Find the Herald. This place is completely tainted by this Shadow Queen. And she just kind of spits. Uh, yeah, so Trelax will steal like another glance towards Mordrin and just kind of nod and say, Yes, sister, we are very close to our goal. Let us press on, yes? Yes. And she just smiled just a little bit, like ah, sibling rivalry. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, with with that out of the way, Trelax will sort of catch eyes with everybody and 
and then turn and start heading down that hallway through the through the big double doors. Um, that's awesome. Before you do that, I'm just in a given mood. Uh, I'm going to give Mordrin and Tenna a inspiration. Nice. Uh, I would give you one, Zach, but you don't use yours, and you already have four. I do. So. I'm, yeah, I'm loaded up. <laughs> yeah. No worries, dude. <laughs> All right, I got an FL spiration. Uh, Frank L, love it. Um, this, uh, let's see here. Good job. May this inspiration help you get the best possible result. A dirty 30. Yes, that is the nice. best. Yes. Nice. Oh, yeah. All right, great. What about uh, you, Mordren? Yeah, um, I got my uh, bipolar pop art inspiration. Yay! Oh, you got one. <clears throat> yeah, it's a meme of myself with a blue and green like sunburst behind a very handsome picture of my head um which i don't know where this is coming from but it says the candy man <clears throat> at the top and at the bottom it says sweeter than molasses and now more hairy than mole asses <laughs> I'm, a, I'm assuming referring to my bushy beard wow that's uh that's pretty that's pretty that's, great that's I, something yeah i like the pop art inspiration yeah that made they're, me they're happy fun. All right, that, so, Zeno, you had something that you wanted to say. Uh, well, actually, it was more of an action, and it was just to call my hover disk. How long does that last? Uh, let me go ahead and pull it up for you real quick. Mm-hmm. You're going to just ride know. in your hover disk <laughs> so that you don't waste your spell slot? Is that what it is? Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it to you, the spell slot has already been wasted. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll look cool wasting it, that's for sure. Yeah, how long does it last? So it says uh, hour per level. Yeah, okay, well, you can float on your little hover disc for the rest of this, this adventure. I will float on. <laughs> Good news is on the way. <laughs> Probably not. Um, Probably not, actually. No, not here. no. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, all right, so you step into this hall. And let's see here. This featureless hallway extends over 100 feet before you. Um, However, your vision is blocked by what looks like a cloud of shadow. It is swirling directly in the center of this hallway, and it seems to be growing at a slow, very slow, but steady pace. Like every pulse is like, gets a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. It looks as as if you are would be able to bypass this shadow, but if it grows much more, it will extend across the width of the entire passage. Uh, then I, I would like to bypass the shadow. Um, you can easily do that. Uh, why don't you guys um, roll a perception check? Okay. Ooh, a nat 20 on that for a 33. 32, 32. Yeah, I, I can't beat that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you guys get past the shadow. And on the other side of it, you see these images are like, I don't know. They're not, it's kind of like a map, but it looks more like a star chart, but it's not for stars. It's, I mean, you, you can, with that perception, um, you can tell that it's, a chart of where all the obelisks are on Verses. Okay. And you can see that the obelisk that was in Shadow Kuvakara um, 
you know, there's an X scratched through it along with some others along on the chart. Now, not all of them are, but you can get the sense that they have probably sent out shadow corruption through the ones that are marked. Is this like a holographic chart or like, is it like a a piece of paper? Like what, what am I looking at? So it's like carved into the wall. Oh, carved into the wall. Okay. Yeah. But it's like like, magically activated in some way. It's like, well, or no, 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 no. no. So it's not glowing dots. It's just like, no, okay. No, you basically, you just get the sense that this is where they were tracking what they were doing. And maybe, you know, actually you can roll a mysticism on it if you want, or have somebody, you know, have Tenna roll a mysticism. Yeah. I mean, Trelak certainly can, but it's like, I don't think that he's going to hold a candle to Tenna's mysticism. I have a plus nine. Like it's not, not great. You can try to aid. That's gonna be. Do you? Yeah, you can try to aid, please. I, well, you would aid. I aid. Oh, you would auto aid. Oh yeah. yeah, with it. Yeah. So then. Oh my god! I just had a brain fart. Is aid plus two? Yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a twenty-nine mysticism. Um. Yeah. So. You can tell that that, if you look, look a little harder, you can see that there are some like some more of those blood tubes that extend out from this hallway up around the corner into the walls. And you can assess that, you know, some sort of blood sacrifice would be able to hone the dream gate to these obelisks, these different obelisks. You know, so the navigational so that they, panel. Yeah, basically, this panel here could control what the dream gate is focused on, at least the outward. And you only could piece this together because of what you've seen at the Enclave. You know, there's nothing on this wall that, like, explains the <laughs> how any of this works. You're just kind of making an assessment based on what you know, you know. Make an um, assessment. <laughs> but, <laughs> you love me. But, <laughs> But yeah, that that this is different than the teleportation magic that you've heard about with the Dream Gate. You know, they're not teleporting shadow corruption out. They're using the Dream Gate to corrupt dreams. You know, and like using these obelisks as like signal boosters to you know, and and so this is a different function of the Dream Gate than whatever they're, however, they're using it to pull people here, you know. Sister, I do not understand what I am seeing. Do we know... Okay, here's a dumb question. There's only what we see are... We only see obelisks for verses, or are there additional... Like planets, or uh, you only see obelisk for verses. Um, you know, so, you would assume that the obelisk and whoever made this temple kind of came around the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that whatever this temple was used for before the Velstrax claimed it. You know, that's lo- that's lost to history, pre-gap history, probably even more ancient than than that. You know. Um, 
<clears throat> so it's, you know, so, it's hard to know any particular details beyond that. Realistically, Emily may be having a brain fart here, but I mean, based on what we're seeing, there's nothing that we need from this panel. We're just learning that this is how they did it, correct? Like, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she would kind of like relay that to sure. the group and says, you know, this seems to be how they are operating the obelisk, how they sent this carnage, this madness into the enclave. But I don't think there's anything that we can use from it. Let's press on. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Modrin, I I have a few potentially embarrassing questions to ask. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, well, go ahead, my man. You know, before I... Well, we we spoke of dreams. Indeed. You are a dream prophet, yes? Yes, that is the title with which I, to which I am referring. So, prophet, will... Will I dream? Well, I I cannot know for sure, but I don't see why you couldn't. Hmm. For some reason, I feel as if that is something I am lacking. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. I feel almost as if it would be a malfunction for one such as myself. And yet, here, dream gates and prophets and... Well, I feel a bit out of place. I can understand the sentiment. Um, However, if I know one thing, it's that there is immense power in dreams as this is further confirming. And I see no reason that that couldn't affect a machine such as yourself. Um, You're you're more complicated than a mere machine. So, perhaps Mm -hmm. you do dream and can't remember it. Or perhaps you will gain the faculty in time. I I cannot know, but I haven't had much time to study. So an augmentation or upgrade then? Perhaps, yes. Hmm. Some type of random thought processor while I'm resting. Or <laughs> magic. Magic. I don't oh like the sound of that. It's like, oh my dear boy, have you not heard of the term? Oh no, I am <laughs> What have you been doing? <laughs> Where have you been all this time? Oh Let boy. me show you. Pick a card, any card. <laughs> uh, again, I, I, don't, I don't want you to get too hung up on this, um, but I call me an optimist. I, I don't see why. I... I know how powerful and how impactful dreams can be. Many people, most people, I would argue, don't give their dreams that much thought beyond the mere moments after they've had them. They forget them so quickly. Um, I don't think we've begun to scratch the surface 
of the power of dreams. So I, I think it would be childish, foolish, to assume that simply because you are more mechanical than the typical organic, that the power of dreams, the access to the, the plane or, or whatever realm that dreams occur and are made in and exist in is cut off to you somehow. Hmm. Yes, I would greatly appreciate your assistance. And he looks you up and down, taking in all the nooks and crannies and peeled back skin <laughs> and just kind of recording it for himself. Doesn't comment on it, but you can tell that he's like looking hard at you. Yeah, and, and makes up just... his mind, says, Yes, when we leave this place, I would appreciate your assistance in this matter. No, nothing would give me more joy short of transporting the Herald to help our friend's cause. Is that your dream? Oh, I've had many dreams. <laughs> See, I don't understand how these things work. Let us continue, though. <laughs> Indeed. Josh, I'd give you one, too, but you're full up. Look, well. I got... I got I haven't had a chance to spin these. Like I got two have. of them recently. Not really. Oh, okay. I haven't been dealing with the traps. These other squishy people have been like sticking their hands in holes and stepping on plates and hover disking about. Like that's true. You're right. Yep. There's been oh, some hover disking. What's going standing on on, uh, on glyphs? Like yeah. Are you having a good time? Is that so? Oh, yeah, you're having a great <laughs> time. I'm, I'm just sitting here watching you guys have a great time, wishing yeah. I could dream. Dreaming about dreaming. All That's right. my dream. Uh, Before Trellex uh, turns the next corner of this hallway, uh-huh. uh, he he will go ahead and like summon his Kusari Gama to his hand and kind of wrap the chain around his arm. Can't really do that, but you know, flavor of wise, we'll, we'll, we'll let it go. I okay, two-handed Halberd. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You definitely can't do that. You just can't go into a. a Oh, he can summon his weapon, my guy. Yeah, you can go into a weapon. I was thinking of stellar mode. Uh, you can't go. In, you can't go into stellar no, mode. Until you're, no, right. no, I'm not gonna like yeah. preload my stellar mode, dude. I'm just still want to get caught unaware, dude. I don't want to get caught lacking on these streets, bro, man. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I play Metroid enough and those types of games and Mega Man and stuff. You don't ever just walk around without your weapon charge. You don't walk around holding that, not I, holding that button. I'm just saying, <laughs> preload true. my. My photon mode sounds like a, like a funk song, you know. Like <laughs> it's like the Key and Peele nonsense funk skit, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're 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 putting this off. Let's, okay. All right, so everybody's gonna arm themselves. I see. I mean, Trout yeah. doesn't say anything. He just does it. I mean, if if y'all see that and then think maybe it's a good idea, I'll draw my weapon. Like <laughs> if Trailax uh, is. I mean, is <laughs> You know, I don't know. I, I think I yeah, think he's ready. I think Mordrin's <clears throat> gun is on his back, and he's just walking with his. Uh, he has a sword cane, so it's just like a you know fancy walking cane or whatever. And <laughs> it's it's just walking along with that, though it is a weapon. Um, just having a good time, you know. Just really supremely confident in this in this moment. Okay, so yeah, we see Trelax pull his thing out. And, uh, hey, hey, ew, gross. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you me. You guys are siblings. It is natural. It is natural. What, Mordrin can go free balling? Mordrin, but are, you, are you ashamed of the, of the chaos body? <laughs> <laughs> Behold the worm. 
You may not like it, but this is what peak male performance looks like. This is spiraling, and I love it. Now, Tina just kind of like looks like she's holding herself for a hot second and then like releases her arms really quick and when she does like the tattoos sling off of her arms and produces her shadow chains. Dope. Well that's not cool at all. I it's know. super cool. <laughs> uh, Alright well you guys can make the can- the corner get into whatever marching order you see fit. Um, Ooh there's a room here dude. Yeah, there's a whole room. There's a room oh. here, bro. There's stairs uh, so, and such. Yeah, so the hallway cuts to the north at a 90 degree angle, and uh, there's some stairs that go down um, about five feet, and they open up to a semi, a medium sized room with three small cells on each side. The cells are full of refuse, blood, and broken equipment, but there are no living creatures in this room. Across the room to the north, you see another small set of stairs rising back up to a doorway that has a purple hue emanating through the cracks. Mm. Okay. So, I know you just described it, but is there anything in this room that's kind of like, I guess, anti-chamber sort of situation? So, you, you suss out that this is where they held prisoners until they brought them to the surgery room. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, do I need to roll a perception check or anything to make sure, like... Are we sneaking up on somebody? Uh, Is there... Yeah, I mean, we'll try ice. not very sneaky, but, uh... I mean, there's nobody in here. I I meant, like, moving forward. Sorry. Can I roll perception to see if maybe there's something hidden, or... Sure. You know, I I don't... Man, I ain't trying to get caught. Can, can I aid or? You or can't aid in perception. I would roll, roll own my perception. own. Large yeah. oof! That is a nineteen total. A ch- total twenty nine. Okay. Twenty nine. I mean, yeah. As I said, and, and, and consistent with what the surgeons told you, there are. This is just where they held okay. potential victims, and there's nothing hidden here. I mean, they. You know, there's no traps, nothing like that. It's just where they. It's the empty jail cells mm-hmm. of the kind of reminis- or reminding you of the failed experiment maybe of the Velstrax or, or whatever they were trying to do you know um, but you know you're that much closer to the dream game Trailex will point out to Tenna the, the light underneath the door do you see it sister yes um, detect magic uh, yeah I mean you detect a substantial amount of magic yeah. on the other side okay. of the door yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll, let's go to the door. I yeah, mean, let's, let's get boss up there. door. Boss door. Yeah. Boss door. Uh, it just also a, has a lock just, on it. Just a bar relief of Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. on the door. <laughs> uh, it has a lock on it. Uh, that's like the shape of Zonkuthon's symbol with the yeah, skull. Yeah, skull with the chain. But, like but the mouth. You remember the? It's like augmented because it's mm-hmm. also. This is also the mouths of. Annularitis or whatever, mm-hmm. and so in the mouth is where you would insert a key, um, you, which you have. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we, we Tenna has that. the key. Yeah, yeah, Tenna has the key. Uh, boss uh, key, right there. You got the boss key. She would All look right. back and say, 
Are we prepared for this? And look at the group, just kind of double checking. There's any, basically, are there any buffs that you want to do before we open <laughs> well, this dough? Well, you'd better be prepared. There's no turning back now. And she would insert the key, give it a turn. The door splits right at the mouth, like right in the middle. So top of it goes up, bottom goes down. <laughs> Opens. And y'all, just just oh. kind of file right into the stairs, because I just want you to see this room. This is why this map is the shit. There's a little dream gate drawn into the oh, map. Neat. So, so here is the, the box text. Um, the smell of death and machine fills your senses as you enter this room. On either side of the room, lining the west and eastern walls, are two raised level balconies. On the left, supplies, notes, and crates lay in a disarray. On the right, long tables of bones and skulls. However, the main feature is in the center of this room, on a large raised platform. Metal, bone, and stone make up the borders of a large 15-foot-tall circle at the center of this platform. Raging in the middle of the circle is a storm of purple smoke and lightning filled with glimpses of people sleeping, dying, or dead, moving from one person to another at imperceptible speed. Standing in front of what must be the dream gate are two disciples chanting in shadow tone. At their feet, in between them, is a large pile of twisted bodies Torsos, limbs, heads, all entangled in a mass. The chant gets stronger, and you begin to see nanocytes arise from hidden holes in the ground. They knit themselves together into this mass of flesh at an insane speed, and to your horror, the pile of flesh arises as one terrifying abomination. And this is what you see. What? Bruh. Oh, Bruh. man. What? What? Um, yeah, I'm confused. All right. It what looks, am I looking it, at? All right. It looks like... It looks like Nito the Gravelord from Dark Souls has a hover bike or something yes. on him. That's what it looks like to me. All right, I was thinking it looked like a drone. Yeah. like It's got like, it's got like uh, four four turbines or something around it it's it also looks like mechanical like like chicken legs kind of coming off the bottom yeah, yeah with like yeah. Ma and masses of like uh, tattered cloth and and yeah. wires and shit yeah and there's like multiple bodies like all meshed together at the top of it right but that, that's um, what oh, my wow. nito the great yeah i i, uh, I yeah. made a reference yeah, yeah great lord sorry, nito I, yeah. I pulled it up uh, you, you're right it does yeah look. yeah I, um, I googled it you're right yeah <laughs> so so these two umbral disciples and this umber site uh made by none other than new Sheo. Shout what? out to Nusheo who helped me craft this. Oh man, uh, you know it's going to oh, be really? Oh no. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be real tough. Yeah. And I guess y'all oh, have to boy. deal with it next week cuz oh. we'll see. You. Wait, what? Oh. Wait, what? Oh, man, oh. dude. Rude. Dang. So rude. Dang. Well, I tell you what, buddy. I'll dream about it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm.